0: I'm not here to tell people what to do. I'm just saying, just jack a guy off first before even having <laughs> sex.
2: I think uh, I think <laughs> the perfect hand job is where you use your mouth. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for. But, need. welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hey, guys, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting episode with me, your host, your big sister, and your best friend, (laughs) Violet Benson. I don't know why I laugh when I say that. Maybe because I don't have a best friend, but you guys are my best friend. Um, But today's episode is super fun. I have Jared and Jordana from the podcast You Up on this episode. It's honestly hilarious and also so informative not only do we give so much advice but we have so many jokes throughout the episode i don't know why i've been sleeping on this episode and i never released it because it's amazing we recorded it a while back but for some reason i never released it so i'm really excited for you guys to listen to it after listening we listened to this episode one I definitely want to have them back next year. They are so fun, too. I definitely want to go back on their podcast as well. I was on their podcast, I think, a year ago or so. Um, But yeah, you guys are going to love it. It, We give you guys so much advice about relationships, sex, how to get over an ex, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. Jordana also gives, (laughs) gives us a tip on how she was able to get the man of her dreams Um, I don't fully recommend you trying it, (laughs) but if you do try it, just make sure to be safe and you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. Once you listen, um, what else? Oh, also the only thing I didn't love listening to this episode and I wanted to cringe. So don't judge me for this, please. But now, this is what's going to happen. You may have never even noticed that this was happening. But now that I'm about to mention it, your brain will try to prove me to be correct. And you will notice this now. It's like a whole psychological thing. So I hate that I'm, you know, outing myself. But one thing that I didn't love through this episode is how many times we all said like, so how about this? (laughs) Every time I say like, take a shot and if you don't take a shot then you have to text your ex by the time that you finish this episode <laughs> you will black out and most likely fuck your ex so you're welcome <laughs> what else is there to do during the holidays anyway i hope you guys also are going to have an amazing thanksgiving week I know this is a very sensitive time for a lot of people during um, the holidays, especially people who don't have either a family to go to or people that don't have um, a good relationship with their family. I want you to know that you're not alone. A lot of people experience this. So I am sending my love and good energy to anyone out there that's currently struggling during the holidays. I can't imagine what you're going through and um, I hope that... You know that just because someone is not your blood doesn't mean they're not family. People that are not your blood can also be family. So hopefully you have someone that you love, some friends you can call family, and you can spend time with them. Just know that you're not alone. Um, I, I'm i just doing this intro now because I realize I already pre-recorded my intro for Thursday, which will be on Thanksgiving. And it has nothing to do with the holidays. It's literally just me talking about how much uh, I can't stand British men. (laughs) So I figured maybe (laughs) like, hello, V, don't be so fucking insensitive. And let's talk about the holidays, too. So I apologize. I I genuinely I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. So I completely forgot it was happening this week. Um, But yeah, that's that. Also, tonight I'm doing a special Spotify episode it's going to be live at 7 p.m. Pacific time on my other podcast, Hey Besties, and I'm going to do a live q and I had you guys um, uh, do ask me whatever questions you wanted for advice yesterday on my Viola Benson Instagram. So I'm going to go through those questions tonight and give you live advice. And anyone else that wants to join, if you're around at 7 p.m. Pacific time tonight, I will then be answering whatever questions you have. And give you live advice. Whether it's about dating, relationship, love, life. How I shave my butthole. Whatever it is that you need. So definitely make sure to tune in tonight. I'm going to leave a link. In the description. In uh, my bio of this episode. Lastly. Lastly. I'm also going to bring back Tuesday's episodes of Confession Corner. With that being said, if you have a confession to confess, whether it's you missing your best friend and you want her to know, whether it's you fucking your boss, fucking your best friend's ex, whatever it is, or you just have a hilarious weekend story or sugar daddy story, whatever it is, make sure to call in to this free number for a chance to be featured. The number is... 424 278 4268 okay once again it's 424 278 4268 bitches so you better call call cool. you better call and confess your confessions but if you don't feel inspired enough don't worry i'm going to have specific topics every other tuesday so that will kind of help you figure out what you need to confess and what you want to call me about for a chance to be featured because i love you guys um yeah that's all hope you enjoyed today's episode and god bless welcome to almost adulting almost adulting almost adulting are you ready Okay. So today, my special guests are Jordana and Jared. No, they're not related and they're not dating, but they do have a podcast together called You Up. Okay. So let's get started. <laughs> How has the pandemic treated you guys with dating? Are both of you in relationships?
0: I was um, in a relationship and recently single.
2: Oh, okay. Why did you guys break up? Was it the Zodiac signs? You, you signs did online?
0: Yeah, it was all about the signs and the sun and the moon and the stars. And I looked up at the stars and I said, nothing's aligning here. So that's why we broke. No, I um, it was really just one of those situations where it was like it wasn't, you know, the marriage wasn't going to be the next step. And that was at that point you have to go. It's it's not about the person. It's the match. It just wasn't fitting. So it was time to kind of it was very difficult.
2: When did you realize marriage wasn't going to be a thing?
0: It was, a, it took a long time. It was, uh, you know, you're trying to figure it out. Is this the match? Is this the person, um, that I'm going to be with forever? And it was just a lot of different factors that just went into, you know, we're great together, but there's just more, there's got to be something more.
2: I don't know. I, I thought I, I read research just said that how men kind of know if that's going to be their person within the first couple of days. Is that not true anymore?
0: I, I don't know. I, maybe for some people, I, I think, like, you know, they do say that, like, the, the one that got away is a very male thing.
2: Well, the one that got because- away
3: wasn't for you, actually. <laughs> the one that got away is a very, uh, what's the word? Um, avoidant thing, I think.
2: Yeah. From what I've heard. Okay.
3: And I would,
0: I would assume a lot of men yeah. are avoidant.
2: Well, women yeah. too. I think we have that too. I I I have my attachment style is avoidant t- attachment style. So well, they I have say that, too.
3: that for attachment style, the um like the avoidant has this thing called like the phantom ex where like you'll they'll constantly think back about like some ex that they're now like idealizing that they didn't actually like when they were dating and compare them <laughs> to everyone new that they're dating. So that's that's an avoidant thing. I wouldn't know about that though. I'm anxious. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so Jordana, your partner, do you know his attachment style?
3: Yeah, he, I made him take the quiz in the book. Um, he <laughs> is, he is secure. He's always been one for like long-term relationships. Aww.
2: So, so. I wonder, cause I read before that if you have your attachment, you can't date someone with the same attachment style as you, but then I was always curious. So that means like every person with like a anxious or avoidant attachment style, if they have to date someone secure or they have to date someone opposite of them. So that's cool that your right. partner is secure.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the goal is to find, cause I think by, if you date someone who's secure, they turn you into a more secure person and you can change your attachment style, like, like with time. supposedly.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Jared, do you know your attachment style?
0: I have no clue. I, I mean, I, I think every guy takes that test because a girlfriend made them take it. Like, I really don't ascribe to it. I think it's just like, okay, you know, it's, it's more of I, I, I think like a lot of people are looking for rules to feel better well, about the thing they're in. Okay, do you, here.
3: Not think, do you not believe in like psychology as like a as a thing? I it's a myth. It's a myth.
0: I believe in psychology. I believe it's very helpful for people. But I think a lot of people do like I think a lot of people use these like have gotten like fast food versions of psychology. No, here, Jared, Jared,
2: when someone pulls when if you really like somebody and they pull away, what do you do? Do you pull away as well or do you want to chase them more?
0: It depends on the relationship. It it depends on where we are. Like, I mean, you really like them. I mean, obviously, I don't pull them in more if I'm single now. Okay. You
2: know, like, yeah. Okay. And then if, if someone really likes you and they're giving you a lot of attention, do you feel suffocated or do you just go with it?
0: I'd probably go with it. I'd probably be okay with that. I mean, like, I like attention. as much. Okay. As so
2: person. you're avoidance secure style. You're both.
0: So like, see, that's the thing. It's like, you're both, but like, I don't know. Like, what do we do with that information? Like, I, I I'm not like more comforted by that information. I don't like <laughs> seek out someone based on that information. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's true. you have to use the data to, to well, that's
3: what, it, I mean, that's what it's for is like, is it like you I agree that you, you can't have people who like know half of it. And it's like a buzzword and then they just like use it as like an excuse to, to keep doing or not doing something. Yeah. But I think that like, if the more you know about your, it's more about knowing about yourself. So if I know that I tend to date people who I get excited about when they like withhold intimacy or were they like, you know, when they're, they're inconsistent, like it makes me them hotter to me. Like now I can figure that out about
0: myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I changed like, like Even even like, like it's interesting that like, I just think it's so interesting that like to me, dating and relationships is like such a fun thing to talk about. And I have realized from our podcast, cause we take so many dating questions. We go over so many scenarios for a lot of people. This is business. You know, and and this like, uh, you know, figuring out your style and figuring out what it is, is like that's like the most business thing to me on something that I find fun and interesting. Yeah. And light. It, so it is. And maybe I, I, I think me taking it that way might be wrong to some people. But I think a lot of uh, especially men out there do treat dating that way. Yeah, it's fun as fun. It's not supposed as, to be fun. <laughs> I know. Right. And it's like, I, you know, a lot of men, especially if there's women on dating apps to a lot of men, you know, they're dealing with men who are, who see this as an extracurricular activity as opposed to like, and I think a lot of people on the apps are kind of are way the opposite where they're there because I am here to find someone. And it's like, you know, but is not a be, good thing if that's what you want. Totally is a good thing. I'm just saying you have to know the beast you're dealing with. Sometimes, you know, there's sometimes you, you you could be, if you're playing seriously and they're playing for funsies, you know, that's going to be a disappointing outcome. I think.
3: Right. Well, that's why I think it's about being like a smarter consumer or a smarter, like look at that's, I think. And that's what we, you know, you have dating, I guess we've been, it's sort of like what you do is like, you're the, like, you're like this, the signs, it's almost like there's a learning curve. Like, yeah, if someone's uh, texting you at 11 PM on a Friday, like that's a sign that you should take in. That's like how you become a smart consumer
0: of dating. And it's also why I'm saying, you know, giving, I hope, you know, an honest perspective here that I hope doesn't offend anyone, but I'm saying the reason I'm saying is like, you're dealing with a lot of men out there who see this as fun and games. That is something to be acknowledged, not ignored.
2: Wow, I, I really agree with that. Uh, during the pandemic, there, there became like a rise with people getting so used to texting other people and never meeting up with them that even mm. when the pandemic was someone quote unquote over, they weren't like trying to do that. So how can you, what, what is up with that? With like people who just want to text someone all the time but never actually make plans with them. Why do they do that? Like, why even bother texting this person for attention? Like, why is that? Do you guys know? Why do guys do that?
0: I mean, I could speak for I think what we have to admit to is some people getting a text is enough for them. And especially if you've met on a dating app. And I think the the dating apps are built for men. I will. I'm not just pandering. I do believe that because men, when they're given the thought in your brain that you say they're hot enough for a like or a swipe then that's all they might need. Just knowing that you think they're good looking enough for a yes, then it feels good to get texts from someone that said yes before. And I think a lot of people, they only need a DM. They only need an Instagram follow. They only need, and and it, it goes up the chart. So the other reason is the longer I stay in this world of texting you on a phone, that you use to text mom, dad, your best friend, your exes. Now I'm in that mix of trustability. And now you might be more likely to meet up with me in a casual way that you wouldn't necessarily had we not had this background of all this text.
2: But what if you never make that effort to meet up, but you text this person all the time? What do you tell those people?
0: They're lonely people who just want someone to talk to. And that's a sad reality of today. I mean, we have to admit a lot of people will like, will, know, will will say how horrible this is to say. A lot of people will be like, oh, well, that's not true. That's not Admit that that's a reality. There are some people that getting a text from someone who said they were attracted to you is enough. Right. So if you meet someone in a dating app, you have said, I'm attracted to you. And now you're texting with them. They get a little dopamine. This girl who thinks I'm hot is texting me. That you just want good. to know if they would. Yes. What, that's a huge deal.
3: Right. And sometimes that, that, that's enough. I think that's en- And everyone has moments where like, they just, well, you just want to know someone would, even if you don't actually want to hook up with them or date them. Um, and yeah. I also think it's interesting just because like, if we're going back to thinking about this, like a business, if you think about people on dating apps, all of one thing in common is that they are single, right? Mm. So the people who there's a lot more people out there who maybe like, aren't hundred percent committed to finding a relationship on those dating apps than people who want to be in relationships, because like you would assume the people who want to be in relationships wind up in relationships and are off the app sooner. So the people that are left that are not in relationships are kind of the one like they all have, like there's got to be a larger proportion of them than the general population of people who are just kind of trying to fuck around because those people are still on the dating apps just by like nature of selection.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, that's so true. I feel like I'm asking that and I'm just like, oh yeah, I feel like I've been in that situation where someone was just texting me whenever trying to meet up. What an asshole. Then I was just thinking how like two days ago, I joined back like a dating app and this guy was like trying to talk to me and I'm just like talking to him cause I'm bored and it was late at night and I was just like tired from work. And then he's just like, okay, come to New York for a fashion show, be my date tomorrow. And I was like, oh, just like my schedule. he's like, well, next week I was like, well, my schedule still is so like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> cause it went from well, like I, talking to just getting that attention. Suddenly like, okay, let's do something. And I was like, uh, whoa. But for me, it was just one day. That's why I was just like.
0: But Violet, I think you bring up an important thing. When you talk about dating, it takes a certain amount of vulnerability to admit to that we're all doing these things. Yeah. A level of it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and when you're at the brunch table with friends and you have that one friend that's like, that's stupid. You care too much about social media. Mm -hmm. That's someone who can't be vulnerable. That's someone who isn't admitting to the realities of the world. So, and, and a new world, like our parents didn't go through this. So, what you're saying, you're like, yeah, I've done this. We've all done this. Yeah. It just, it's just, it's not just,
2: nice when it happens to you, but then you forget exactly. that you actually do it
0: to other people. <laughs> yeah. When it's you, it's it's great. Everything's everything's awful unless I do it, then I'll find a way to make sure it's okay.
2: Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not it's just not a nice feeling. It's kind of like uh, from How I Met Your Mother, there's an episode called Um, um I, I forgot the name of it, but it's just like, uh, it's a, the whole episode. It's like, I'm just not ready for anything right now. And it's that word right now that fucks with people's heads. Cause they're like, oh, so maybe in the future, but it means like never, you know? So then they're all doing it to each other. So this person gets heartbroken by this person. Like what a dick, but then they do it to someone else. Cause they're not interested in, and they're like, we'll just stick around. But it's like, we always think that our situations are so different. Like somebody do- is doing that to me. And I'm just like, well, he's just like, we just right. have such a connection. It's so emotional. He's just not ready for anything right now. And that's why he says it to me. And it's like, oh, no, he just wants my attention because I just did that to someone else, too.
3: Totally. And no one is in their own story. No one is the villain. Everyone's always the hero in their story. So like it's mm. easier to recall the times that you were the victim than the times where you were. Yeah. The, you know, the villain. that's that's what and, pe- go ahead. Go
0: ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: Okay, you should be sorry. I'll go ahead. <laughs> um, that's why they say uh, people don't realize this, but the p- hardest part about dating is not meeting someone new. The hardest part about dating is letting go of the wrong people because we hold on a little bit longer each time. We're just like, well, maybe today this person will change or maybe today it'll finally work out. But it's like, you got to fi- eventually figure out like, is this what I want? Wait, this is not what I want. I want more. I do want to meet up with this person or like I do want to be in a serious relationship or I do want this. This person doesn't want this. It's time to move on. Like it's like, that's the hardest part.
0: Totally agree. And and the, and that's because you're giving up something tangible. You're giving up a person who is there for you in some way for literally a ghost. You have to, you have to, you have to give up the standard you have. Now you, you, you're sitting there with a guy or girl or whoever it is that's treating you just okay. And you're like, but I have nobody else. So why would I leave just okay for the, you know, the idea of worse than this? You have to be very confident in a certain aspect of that.
2: Yeah. You have to be okay with being alone and you have to like have hope that, okay, there's someone else out there for me. And I think sometimes, sometimes you date certain people and they, it's not that, and that's another thing that I've learned. I used to think that, you know, how sometimes People are like, you make me feel so bad about myself and blah, blah, blah. Like some people just make you feel like that. But eventually like I come to the conclusion, like this person is not doing anything on purpose. Like this person is just being themselves and they're making me feel this way because I'm allowing them to make me feel this way because it's coming from my own insecurities. So I feel like one thing that's helped me is constantly working on myself. It's so easy to sit there and blame everyone else that's around us versus look at ourselves and be like, fuck, I did not work on my childhood trauma. Like I did not work on my insecurities. They're coming out for a reason. Like I'm being challenged right now to work on myself or I can stay, remain in the same place in my life and just blame this person for making me feel this way. You know?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Therapy.
2: <laughs> Lit. Well, Jordana, how did you meet your partner? Like, how, when did you realize he's gonna be the one? Um.
3: Well, we met um, through my friend from college was dating was dating his friend from from high school, so that's how we met. It was just like a setup um, by the two of our friends. But I don't really believe in this concept of the one. I think it's like kind of like a a dangerous like unrealistic like fairy tale thing, but I think he's a very good mash for me. And I think that, that was, there wasn't like a moment where I realized that, but it was sort of after like, and it's kind of like you said, like you always want this instant gratification, but it actually takes like, I think sometimes years of knowing someone to see like, how are our lives compatible? How are, do we have the same values? Like does, does this thing that annoys me about this person, is this something that like bothers me enough that I can't deal with it for the rest of my life or do is it something that I think that like is not that big of a deal like that's really like the unsexy more rational way of like looking at a match so like I think he is a one for me. I don't know if he's the one for me. Wow. You're so romantic. I just
0: watched watched Violet. I just watched Violet slunk in her seat when you said that she was like, it it, it was like, this is going to take work.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know. Literally, I was like, are you joking? What's your, what's your, what's your your sign? What's your zodiac sign? Jordana? I'm a Virgo. Oh,
3: okay. What about your partner? Um, I don't know what his sign is. He's born July thirty first. Do you know the signs? What is that? Is that a Cancer Leo? Let's see.
0: I like that Violet heard your sign and went, "Oh, Leo. everyone does that with a sign." When you <laughs> said your know sign. They I don't go, know so much true. about the signs. Oh, Sean says it's a Leo. He's a Leo. Yeah, Leo.
2: Okay, wait, Jared. Are we what
3: about?
2: Yeah. Uh, still no, you guys are great. Uh, <laughs>
3: uh, I'm <laughs> like, no, no, you're, <laughs> you're going to really be good. fine. You're going to
2: be. <laughs> but it, it makes sense why you talk the way you did just now. Like, I'm just saying, like, if you kind of believe right. in signs a little bit, Virgo, like, it makes sense. You're just like, not the, like, you're not the romantic
0: type as much. What does your sign <laughs> say about you, Violet?
2: Uh, that I'm amazing. But that's
0: okay. <laughs> the that's the amazing thing. Everything song. I do is right. Oh, sorry. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, I'm a Scorpio. It means that we're just like secretive a lot of the time with oh, our isn't emotions. That one,
3: isn't that the one everyone says is like really crazy? No. Okay.
0: Uh-oh.
3: <laughs> 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 no, it's What the, would
0: make you think that, <laughs> It's uh, the one,
2: <laughs> it's the one that always makes comments are like, uh, oh, you're a Scorpio meaning because like we can be like cold or mean or whatever. Okay. Which Am I not the most warm person you've ever met in your life? Thank you.
0: There you go. You're radiating off the Zoom, Violet.
2: (laughs) Uh, Jared, what's your sign?
0: (laughs) I'm a Pisces.
2: Oh, that's sweet.
0: Oh, see, <laughs> that we have no idea what you're, what you're uh, talking about. <laughs> I, yeah. What does that mean?
2: Well, actually, by the way, Virgo and Pisces, super compatible. It's like soulmate signs, which is maybe that's makes why sense. Why you guys get along so soulmates. well. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: That's why we crush it in the podcast space.
2: You guys are like yin and yang. Mm hmm. So, yes. Jared, are you secretly in love with Jordana? Now's the time to tell her. Now's the time Got <laughs> <About> two months.
0: <laughs> I love our podcast. Uh-huh. There we go.
2: <laughs> He's like, I love the podcast. I'm not in love with the podcast, but nothing personal. Okay. Got it.
0: I think there's a reason that Jordan and I's podcast has been well received. And it's because we talk about, you know, and just like this conversation, we talk about dating is an uncomfortable conversation. If you're really going to have it. Yeah. If you're really going to talk about dating, it's super uncomfortable because there's failure involved and there's ickiness with sex involved. And I think the beauty of our show is having uncomfortable conversations in a comfortable space.
2: Wait, you guys, right. are, you got, y'all are having sex. I, I haven't done that in a while.
0: We're talking about sex. You oh, haven't that's had sex easier. in a while. <laughs> what happened?
2: No, i haven't had sex in a year.
0: In a year. Why not?
2: I just stopped wanting it. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I just like, I've been trying to like, but since I've been trying to work on myself, I've been trying to understand how to have intimacy with other people without just jumping into having sex with them because I just rather do that than talk. So like, I've been working on that. And then I, it's crazy when you stop putting the sex into it, you start to realize like, wow, this person's not for me. This person's not for me. Like once you actually talk to them, you're like, holy shit.
0: I mean, there's this weird thing like we see it a lot with the dating because, you know, we have mostly women that listen to our podcast and it's hard to talk about sex and dating because, you know, like we talked about when you were a guest on You Up, we don't want to shame anyone. Like if you want to have sex right away, you could have sex right away. But don't think that you your relation to sex is the same as the person you're having sex with. Exactly. And that is the that's the misjudgment a lot of people make. They say, Well, and I think that happens in dating. And this is like a common theme with our podcast is definitions. Everyone has, there are these words out there, casual, ghosting, (laughs) hooking up, seeing each other, exclusive, but not in a relationship. And we all don't, we all assume everyone has the same definitions for everything. Fuck boy. (laughs) But we all have different understandings of what those words mean to us. So there's a lot of people that are like, I'm casually seeing someone who won't text me back. And you're like, and I would say that ain't casual to me that, you know, I'm friends with benefits with someone. How many times a week should we see each other? Well, that's not a friends with benefits situation to me. (laughs) So what ends up happening is, and this happens with sex a lot too. Someone says, I had sex with someone and I thought it was going to be a one-night stand, but then they cuddled afterwards. And I'm like, as a guy, what do you want us to do? Like, spit, spit on, on you and call you a whore on the way out? Like, that's not, like, men right. are we
3: sensitive too. Yeah, You know,
0: so you, you, you know you can't see the world through your own lenses, and that's what happens with sex. So when you talk about, like, rearranging your relationship to sex and relationships, I mean, I've always been on the side of, like, just jack a guy off first before even having sex.
3: Oh, mm, uh, Jared wants to bring back hand jobs.
0: I want hand jobs back. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think um, we got t-shirts coming. Don't, we're doing our shop. Our shop's coming out soon.
2: I think, uh, I think the perfect hand job is where you use your mouth. Me personally,
0: but listen, I'm not here to tell people what to do. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying if again, this is another thing. Someone, there are people that are like a blowjob is more intimate than sex.
2: Yeah. Israeli girls so, are yeah. like that. I'm like that. So this, are you like that? So
3: yeah, I think, I think it, I mean, it's, it does seem, it's, it's more of a, uh, a sacrifice, I think than sex. I have sex <laughs> before. I, I have sex before I give head.
0: Really? Yeah, I think that's the move, actually. I mean, I, I would prefer the other way around. I would go down on a woman before I would have sex.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I would like
3: that with a man as well.
0: Oh, they can't okay. keep going yeah. down on me. Well, that works. Have, have it's your more cake just and like, eat it out, too. <laughs> yeah. I,
3: think, I think one is like, like more. I, I think blowjobs are more intimate. Yeah, I agree. But
2: I, I don't know. I've always but heard again, it's this Israeli is girl the, thing. It's go a, ahead. I'm sorry. I said I always heard it's like Israeli girls are like this. Which, by the way, I just realized I've been calling you Jordana or whatever, like Israeli accent, and he's been saying Jordana. And I was like, fuck, I've been saying it wrong. Cause that's I'll just take like, it either way. That's how you say it in Hebrew. Sorry. Jordana. Y- Jordana.
3: Yes, with like the Y weirdly. I don't know.
2: Jordana. My
3: dad thinks he's Israeli. So that's where I got my name.
2: <laughs> um, okay, Jared, but I agree with you. Cause sometimes I say like how I won't sleep on the first day. And I said, my opinion for me personally, I believe in intimacy, like you you have to grow them. You have to grow the emotional intimacy before you jumped into the physical intimacy because that's why a lot of times if you sleep, too fast. And then you're like, oh, he stopped calling me, blah, blah. That's because you jumped into the physical intimacy, but your emotional intimacy didn't catch up yet. And that's where there's like a disconnect, but that's my opinion. Then some girls who don't agree with me, they'd be like, you're shaming me for wanting to fuck in the first day. I'm like, no, fuck all you want. I believe in having some sex partners that I don't want to date. And then having people that I do want to date that I don't sleep with. My process is I will like fall in love with somebody through sex. So uh, for me, I need the emotional connection. I need the intimacy to get to know someone before I sleep with them. That's
0: for me. It's a a question of how would you feel if this guy disappeared after you had sex with him? If you feel fine, then that's okay. Keep fucking get yours. If you're going to feel badly, then maybe you have to enact some protection, emotional protection to make sure you don't end up feeling badly. And I think for a lot of men, you know, I, I, I'll, you know, a lot of men can separate emotion from sex. They can take a shower and wash it off. So, and that sounds gross. And I know that sounds icky, but I'm saying that is someone that they they're not connecting emotionally with sex in the same way as you. So the guy who would have sex date one, maybe if you waited by date three, he goes, well, this is too much consequence. There's too much emotional consequence to put someone through that. I know it matters to them. I don't want to put them through something that doesn't matter as much to me. You know, you you've added consequences, a little bit of barbed wire around your emotions. And I, that's why I say the jack off thing and I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not (laughs) like, if you jack a guy off, you know, no harm, no foul. You could, you know, wear a hazmat suit, make sure you don't get it on your nice jeans. And you know, and then he comes and he goes, Oh, you know, I, that wasn't really, I didn't really want to do more than a date than, you know, that, That's that true. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I do
2: have this phone problem whenever I'm talking to anyone is that I right away say, I don't want to date you. And I just assume the men are going to chase me. And instead they just assume that I don't want to date them. And I'm like, what would make you think that? Like yesterday I was on the phone with this guy and he made that comment. I was like, what? I never said that. He was like, you literally said that last time we hung out. And I was like, I was on shrooms. Like, you can't take me seriously. It was a joke.
3: I'm like, I don't know. Maybe well, I am. I don't know. Do you think that's a protection from getting hurt? Almost like I'm going to tell you that I don't want to date you before like you can tell me that we're not like, that you're you know not looking what? for anything who serious? Do you think,
2: who do you think you are? Do you think you're my therapist or something? Because you're so correct. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We've
3: been exactly. answering these emails for a while. <laughs> I've got the...
2: <laughs> so I need to stop telling people I don't want to date them. I need to stop telling them that... I just want to have sex with them and I need to stop rejecting everyone. So, but I will tell girls, girls always like, how do I get the guy? I tell girls, honestly, personally... The men in my life, like, I'm not leading anyone on. Like, I'm literally not talking to anyone right now. But the men in my life, anyone I would call, they're all obsessed with me because I don't fuck them. They'll do anything for me. It's honestly crazy how much guys will do anything for you when you don't have sex with them versus when you do suddenly have sex with them and there's no emotional connection. Then suddenly they forget to answer your calls. They're like too busy to do something for you. So I'm just like, you want a guy to be obsessed with you? Don't fuck him.
0: There's two types of guys. The guy who wants to fuck you and the guy who wants to be with you. And they're both unafraid of everything. They I know, they both wanna fuck like. you. Well, you, a they guy, both, could,
3: I mean, a guy but, could say the same thing though about like women, like the best way to get women to be obsessed with you is to just have sex with her and not date her.
2: That's actually true. Pretty that much. would be, <laughs> that is correct from experience. we would be
0: like, that evil piece of shit.
2: You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, he's 100% correct. Yeah. Or just like, you know, figure out that she has some attachment issues or daddy issues and just like like give people i think the best way to make other people obsessed with you is to give them little crumbs or like love bomb i think i love bomb people in accidents
3: sometimes without realizing and i've been like working on that cuz i'm is so hard like and the- cold Is this the daddy issues guide to being a sociopath? (laughs) 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 The best way to manipulate someone into giving you what you want is to uh, be
2: yourself. (laughs) It's a joke. (laughs) Um, I think, you know, just work on yourself, be the best version of yourself. And when you least expect it, I think that's when it comes. Is that how it happened to you? Did your partner come at it? Like when you least
3: expected it or you guys were just like, it's time. No, I, I burned a list. I wrote qualities of a man. I read this Vogue article. That said, um, it was, I think the title was like, I'm 26 and I have it all except for a boyfriend. And my friends and I were like all single at the time. So we were like, let's do that. In the article, it said basically that you should like write a list of all the qualities that you want in a partner, write it down and then th- throw it into the ocean. We didn't have an ocean by us. So we burned <laughs> it. Um, and then look at it. And now we're all, uh, getting married. The fire person, <laughs> the, like the fire. Person.
0: Wait, just like that.
2: Yeah. How much longer? How long did it take that somebody came like your partner showed up after you wrote the list and burned it at your house?
3: Um, well, one of my friends, it was that night. The other one. And for me, it was like a few months. But
0: we're going to start. We're going to see smoke's. Smoke going off of roofs in Manhattan. I told you tonight, story. Like the Pope The fire
3: department came to our apartment. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they were like, is someone here burning paper? That is so um, funny. It was like literally something out of like some sad rom-com. And my roommate and I were like, we're just burning a list of all the qualities we want in a
2: man. That is so funny. Well, actually, I, I, I,
3: I, I... I went to uh, just, just two sad, sad single ladies. Nothing. No fire here. Oh, there's only two of you. You <laughs> Well, it, that was the second time we did it. Oh, the, first, yeah. <laughs> the, story gets sadder. Yeah. the story gets sadder every time I tell it. Anyway, and then I conjured conjured up a man. I think he might be real or he might be some black magic figment yeah. in my ma- imagination. I'm not even sure. That is anyone so funny.
0: listening who disagreed with my assessment that men don't take this <laughs> as seriously as women.
3: Eat, yeah,
0: it needs to eat their words right now after that story. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset—hard to get better than that, unless you're browsing Carvana's
3: inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time! So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under twenty thousand dollars just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car, you should love your car.
1: With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: All
2: right. Um, okay, so what do you guys think about having casual sex or sleeping with a person on the first date? rather than getting to know them. Do you feel like that has become like the new normal with people just fucking on the first date?
3: I I mean, like for, I don't think that, I, I don't really think that's like the new normal. I think maybe like the idea of like casuals of, of sex being less important than it used to be might be like a thing. But I also think that people say that about a younger generation, they're actually having less sex than like anyone else. So I think it might just be like something that people talk about doing, but don't actually aren't actually. How long best. did you wait to have sex with your partner? Four dates.
2: Okay, so, look at you Not waiting. That I remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, like, fuck, fuck, fuck as many guys as you want. Like, I just think it's so silly. Did you wait to have sex? Well, yeah, but uh, are you engaged? Yeah, but like, that that's for me. So, well, no, I'm,
3: for, for me, I would say I was someone who always got more emotionally invested in someone okay. after sleeping with them. So Same. I, I would not do that. I would not sleep with someone on the first date very often, if at all, just because I knew that like, I wouldn't see them clearly after that. I'd be more attached that they, and I would like ignore the bad things and only focus on the good things. And I think when you wait, like Jared kind of said this before, it's like, if you know yourself and you know that that makes you like the hormones involved in that make you like artificially more into that person, then waiting sort of like gives you a more of an ability to see who they actually are before you commit to that feeling
0: and i think an important thing is that like i could have sex with someone then get to know them (laughs) like i i i I could do that you know rationally like i could be like that was a lot of fun and then i could go out with them again i I think there's this i think and i only know this from the podcast and people writing in they'll be like you know especially women will write in and be like if i have sex on the first date will they think of me as how do I walk it back? And when you ask that question of like, how do I go back to being taken seriously? That insinuates that any guy who has sex in a first date doesn't take you seriously. And I don't think that's true. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think a guy will have sex with you and can separate it and get to know you and then not like you still. And it has nothing to do with the sex Mm
3: -hmm. and not take
0: you seriously as a partner. You're just finding it out earlier yeah. And that can hurt a little bit, but it's just not it, it. It I think a lot of guys I know, and myself included, can just separate that. Like getting to know you right. and the sex can be two and different I, things.
3: I totally agree with you though, that like I don't think you should not have sex on the first date because the guy will think of you differently or worse. Do for you. Yeah, for you. Yeah. If 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 you're the kind of person who gets more emotionally touched, if you can have sex without feelings or or you know that it doesn't affect you, then have
0: sex with whoever yeah. you want here's the most important part. And we see this in all ends of dating. Sex will not change a guy's mind as crazy as that's either way, but it might change yours. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like I I, like, Oh, if, if I hold out, will that get him to get to know me more? You know, we have a lot of women that will write in. They'll go, well, I, I waited and you know, now I want to have sex and he actually turned me down. Because now he knows that it's important to you and not as important to him.
2: Oh, that's so interesting. So he's doing you a favor by turning you down. That's amazing. It's somewhat.
0: I mean, that happens too. It goes both ways. Or I waited and he disappeared. And it's like that what happens a blessing. too.
2: What a blessing. What a blessing. If you wait and he you disappeared, you're like, thank God I did not have sex with this guy. Because that's all he was or after. You,
0: or I wasn't that into him at first. Then I... I convinced myself to be into him. Then we had sex and then he bolted. You know, it's like, and I wasn't even into him this whole time. And it's like, yeah, none of this. You can't, if you try and play a game other than whatever you feel, then you're fucked. You're going to play yourself.
2: Yeah, I believe in waiting a little bit to get to know each other, like intimacy level, intimacy wise, before you have sex. But that's just me. That's like, I'm with Jordana on this is that like, I do get lost in the person the minute I sleep with them. It's like nothing. I can get lost in a person without even sleeping with them at this point. It's like becoming a problem. I'm just like, no. Jordana's.
0: uh, you have a name for that, Jordana.
3: Emotional masturbation. (laughs) It's like when you like, you know, if like regular masturbation is like, you think of someone as you're like trying to get off and like emotional masturbation is when you like think of a future with someone that you don't really even know that well. Every person is different and like their relationship with sex is different and their relationship with dating is different. So it's like, I don't like, I, like I agree with what Jared was saying before about like, it's, it, we try to make rules because it makes things easier. Like have sex after date three or have sex after date four. Yeah. But it's like, Every single person, like in every, every two people, their like connection in their relationship and the way that it's going. Like, it's such a unique situation that I think to make rules about it is like to try to find something that will make, to protect yeah. yourself, which For isn't actually going to work. Me
2: personally, I, I'm not going to sleep with someone unless we're committed to each other. Cause I don't want to deal, like, I don't want to deal with the, uh, with all those insecurities that I'm going to have to go through because I have a busy work schedule and it's just like, it's going to fuck me up. I don't want to deal with that shit. <laughs> I can't schedule in <laughs> Yeah, anxiety. <laughs> it ruins my day. I don't want to fucking deal with that shit. Wow, look at me swearing. Um, okay, so Jared, you recently got out of a relationship or a while back. So mm. what are the best tips for you to tell other people to kind of get over, a, a, get over that partner and then B, get back into the dating game? For, and for a male's that's, perspective, which is great.
0: That's very hard. Um, I, everyone's dis- different. I, I think the most important thing is to, like, so... It's interesting what you said, Violet, about social media making you more lonely, even though it's social. Do you know what I mean? So I think social media is, you know, when you go to it, you get, like, a fast food version of feeling you know, a connection to someone or something or whatever it is. And I think that can happen in dating and relationships where you're just like, am I really feeling good about the people I'm around? So how do I know what feels good and what is just kind of fast food version of filling up my cup, so to speak? So my thing is go hang out with friends and family. Mm-hmm. Like those are the relationships that are so natural. You hang out with friends and family. Those are the ones that make you feel good. There's no strings attached to them. There's nothing where you owe. So you never owe a friend. You never owe a family member. You're never worried about texting them too many times, so little times and get used to what it feels like to be around the people you like the most without all that other stuff in the way. And then you can go back in the dating world and you can feel you, you have a better measuring cup of like how those people rank against your friends and family. Yeah. I think you have to get you, you have to get used to what it feels like to feel whole and full by your relationships. And I think that's really a helpful thing. That's been helpful for me. Go, hey, I spent a day with friends. I'm like, this is how I want to feel. Aww, this is that? what it is. Yeah. And then you go out with someone, you're like, this doesn't feel like the friends. And you, at least it gives you, it tells you the temperature. You can have something to compare it to that's real. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, when you when you really look at how your friends love you and how your family loves you and they love you so good and then you're you you you're talking to some someone or dating them and you're like, you don't make me feel good. Like I recently I, I was talking to someone, I was like, you don't make me feel good. You're like you kind of make me feel bad about myself sometimes. And like, it doesn't, like I'm like, I'm already giving myself so much to everyone else. Like, I'm like, I feel drained uh, with you. And he was like, no, I completely understand where you're coming from. Like I would feel the same way. And then he still doesn't leave me alone and will keep like hitting me up. And I was like, okay, Okay, so you don't get what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, he doesn't right. want to listen to you. He <laughs> he's, he's trying to fuck. So. Well, no, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't even
2: trying to fuck. That was was so crazy. Really? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean I think yeah. that that's like if you if you really bring it back to the most basic thing what you're saying is like the the one most important thing to remember when dating anyone it's like do I feel good? Does this feel good? And not just like do I do you does it feel good hanging out with you, but does it feel good when I'm not hanging out with you? Do I feel like you know, I, you're consistent. Do I feel like you're, um, you know what I mean? Like I can trust you.
0: Do I feel like, do you feel good? And, and, and what the social media and the people you end up texting with and texting with and texting with and never making a plan with you lose track of what feels good. I can, I've lost track of what feels good. I think that's why like you go to your friends and family. Cause ultimately you're looking to bring those people into that fold. Aren't you? So mm. it's like, you go hang out with your parents and you enjoy their t- your time with them. Not everyone enjoys their time with their parents, but like your best friend in the world. When you spend a day together, how does that feel? It shouldn't feel, the person that you're dating shouldn't feel less than that.
2: That's true. I like that. So then you doing all that, do you believe in staying in touch with an ex or like being friends? Or do you believe just like cold turkey goodbye?
0: I believe you got to cut things off. You got to get away from it to have perspective on it, to learn from it. That's my I think if you, I think the weirdest thing we do to we, ourselves in dating, right now, is to like hold on to these internet connections with people we used to date, um, and then consider ourselves bitter or petty when we block them. Like we should be blocking everybody. The idea that we're watching, like you don't need to, you don't need to see your ex's son's bar mitzvah picture. <laughs> You don't need to see those. You don't, it, like, there's no reason we, and we do this to ourselves. We're like, well, I don't want to look like I care too much. Do it in five seconds. Once you get it done, you will. it, it will feel like it never happened at all.
2: No, I'm block. so bad at that, that I'm literally like, and well, I don't block, but like at least I'm follow. Be like, oh, I'm this person because I don't want to know what they're up to. i unfollowed. Then I'd be like, you know what? I, I'm so that is childish. I follow back. Then two days later, it's no, not childish. I should have unfollowed. I unfollowed. Yeah. Then three days later, you know maybe I was wrong. I follow back, and then it's just me <laughs> having a war with myself, just like follow, totally. follow, <laughs> follow.
3: And it's the block, unhealthy to watch their, their lives.
0: Best tool on Instagram. Totally block unfollow to watch someone's life that has either turned you down or you turn them down and sit there. Torture. And they, it's torture. What, what would have been, what would have been, uh, what could have been. It's just not fair to yourself. You have to make a decision, go with it. It's just a time suck. Just like you said, I got things to do.
2: Wait. So like you guys are saying like full on block, like not even unfollow,
3: like block someone. Yeah. Um, I think if they're, if they have a public profile, then block them. If uh, or unfollow, if they don't
0: listen, I don't buy ice cream because I'll eat it all. So let's take away the well, temptation.
3: It's kind of yeah, it's kind of like every time you I always say this like ever. And I've done this before. I've like stalked exes or looked at other stuff. It's kind of like every time you look, the best thing you could possibly see is nothing. And the best mm. you could possibly feel is exactly the same as you did before it. And the worst is like your whole fucking day is ruined. So it's kind of like, what is the upside?
2: Yeah, I guess like thinking about it with like the last guy I talked to, my feelings are so detached at this point because I've realized so many things. I feel like cause I was trying to think like, would I block this person? I think I wanted to block him and I was doing the unfollow and blocking because I still have feelings. Now because I don't feel that attachment anymore, I'm like ready to let this person go. I genuinely don't even care to
3: unblock or unfollow well, because I like feel nothing. I think the block is for when you do feel something. Exactly. I agree, like, yeah. Like it's almost on, un- it's like, it's like the, the, the ideal position would be like to get to the point where, where you don't need the block. But like, I think that it's, it's at its most powerful when it's like, you're most sensitive, yeah, to the person.
2: exactly. But I think that also shows, like, when you still have the feelings there. Because right now I'm like, would I block this person? Because I'm someone who blocks and unfollows. And I was like, honestly, no, this person doesn't even deserve like me care. Like, I just don't yeah, even but care. But that's
0: you making it about pride. You're like that person doesn't deserve like. Who cares? I, you deserve I, to walk away.
2: No, it's like I'm already like I'm okay without like my life is just fine without this blocking this person. But I guess that just told me how much more over this person I am. So that's lit.
3: Right. Blocking <laughs> is like the best thing you can do for closure. I think. I agree. Violet, what's your, uh, what's your love language? Um, actually, I've been reading about this. Did you know
2: whatever you did not get as a child from either parent ends up being your love language when you become an adult. So my la- love language is touch and words of affirmation.
0: What I like to receive
2: i talked about it before. Growing up, uh, I'm from a really Russian family, so my father and I we didn't hug, we didn't say "I love you" until I was around 24, and that's when I started saying it. And mm. uh, and I like was able to change the whole dynamic in my family. Now we hug, we say "I love you" and all those things, but like I didn't grow up with that, so it was very foreign to me. When I would, I it got to the point that I would even see like with my boyfriend, like there were so many times I wanted to hug him or touch him, and I just felt like would he get grossed out? Like, what do we do? And it was like, it was very hard. Cause it's like, people would be like, you're not affectionate. It's like, no, I, I want to be affectionate. Like I'm dying to do it. Like I'm thinking about it, but I don't know how I'm supposed to like, it just, it was very foreign to me. It took me years to I, be like, I love this.
0: I have a good friend with a Russian background. Um, and they similar where they never smiled in pictures. Okay. <laughs> there was no smiling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did they smile now?
0: Yeah, the big smilers, but just in pictures, it was like, like it looked like they were like, like an old portrait. Yeah, old portrait. Yeah, like an, yeah, from like an old Western portrait. That's
2: and then funny. how I show love back, I think it's with, I don't, I don't understand. Sometimes it's hard for me to tell, but like I think it's with uh, acts of service. Like I want to help people with their careers and stuff. And then also um, words of affirmation
3: or maybe touch. I don't know. What about you guys? Oh. I like um, quality time. QT. QT. I'm into quality time. And how yeah. do you
2: show love back? Or how do you? So that's how you want love.
3: And how do you show it back? Yeah. That's how I give it back. And I give it through um, words of affirmation, I think, too. Oh, yeah.
0: That's really nice. <laughs> I try. I, I like receiving laughs to my farts. And
3: I—that's a word of affirmation. I think a laugh is, that, is a word of affirmation. Okay.
0: If you laugh at my farts, it's a—it's a, it's a verbal—it's
3: a, a verbal cue.
0: Yeah, and I like to give affection. I'm—I'm—I'm um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a hugger. I think I'm a hugger, so touch, right? touch. I—I'm I, am I'm a toucher. That's okay. <laughs> well
2: uh, one thing people don't understand a lot of times like they can date someone and it feels like it's not compatible is because you don't understand each other's love languages you're like this person doesn't love me and you're like wait and the other person's like what are you talking about like I I keep showing you how much I love you and you're like oh we have different love languages like for example my dad growing up the only love he was able to show me was acts of service he was doing things for Mm. me and what I needed was like a hug or like to tell me I'm doing a good job and like I didn't get that so I was like my dad doesn't love me and then as I became i an adult. I was like, oh, my dad always, my dad did love me. He just like, that's how he knew how to show it. So I think that's a lot of times when people there, they break up before realizing like, oh, we both loved each other. We just weren't we didn't know each other's love languages. I think that's really important. And also, a lot of times we don't realize when like, let's say if I'm sitting here and I'm complimenting Jared, like nonstop, like you're so hot, you're so beautiful, you're so funny, blah, blah. Like we don't realize it, but like that- Thank you. (laughs) That most likely (laughs) is my love language and what I want to receive back. So it's like me desperately giving you compliments. It's actually what I probably Mm. want to get back. And you don't realize it. So you're just saying, thank you, thank you. And I'm sitting there like, why doesn't this person
0: love me back? Uh, right. <laughs> thank you. Well
2: and um uh, and you're beautiful. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> there we go. Um okay, so
3: where can people find you? They can find the U Up Podcast on anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify. We also have U Up with Benefits, which is like our extra premium content. Um, and you can follow me at Jordana Abraham. And I'm at Jared freed